Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. And as you know, every week we go searching the galaxy. We go AWOL from the Empire. Or is it the First Order? I'm so confused. We fight space pirates and learn that we're surprisingly good at lightsaber duels, all the while looking for a map that was in our droid the whole time. Yeah, all that in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. Now, obviously, this week we're talking Star Wars. Rogue One's in theaters. It's the highly anticipated follow-up to last year's billion-dollar blockbuster, The Force Awakens, even though it's not really a sequel. It's more of a prequel. Although it's a sequel to number three, but a prequel to number four, I'm confused. Anyway, another force got awoken last week as well, which is the Fed's rate hike mojo. Yeah, it's back. After a long debate and series of twists and turns that would fit a Hollywood movie, well, I don't know who would uh, see a Hollywood movie about the Fed. Maybe I would. Hey, but for monetary policymakers, the last few months have been a Michael Bay movie. And we'll give you all the details on what to look ahead for when it comes to interest rates. And we'll also preview what's coming up this week. There's some key housing data due out, and a couple of food-related companies are reporting their earnings. And as always, we'll hyperdrive to some of the more out-of-the-way sectors of the business universe. Meals are returning to cross-country flights. Well, maybe. Is that a good thing? Eh, a controversial advertiser, meanwhile, is returning to the Super Bowl. And Super Mario is getting a new home in Tokyo. And SeaWorld is coming to the Middle East, but they're not bringing their killer whales. This is the uh, Have You Felt It episode of Offbeat Wall Street. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. There's something more. All right, we're going to stretch a comparison here. The Federal Reserve is just like Rogue One. Like the new Star Wars movie, the Fed's rate hike came after months and months of hype and media coverage. There were controversies about internal politics, reshoots on Rogue One, dissenting votes in the Fed. There was, uh, well, I guess that's it. But hey, like I said before, for the Fed, it was kind of like a space opera level stuff, right? Policymakers in the Fed had begun signaling earlier this year that a rate hike was coming. However, a series of events kept pushing the increase off. There was a couple of bad jobs reports. There was Brexit. There was the election. Last week, the waiting finally came to an end. Yeah, The Fed raised its interest rate by a quarter percentage point, bringing it to a range between 0.5 and 0.75%. This was only the second time in a decade that the Fed has raised rates. The increase was almost universally expected. Going into the rate decision, the options market was pricing in a chance of about 91% that the Fed would increase rates by a quarter point. But while Wednesday's rate hike was well telegraphed, the outlook for the rest of 2017 is a bit murkier. The Fed's so-called dot plots pointed to three rate hikes in 2017. The market is less certain. Options trading suggests that the Fed will likely hold off a bit before the next rate hike. Trading indicates just a 6% chance of a further rate hike at the next meeting, which takes place on February 1st. Now, the following meeting is on March 15th, and there's about a 27% chance of higher rates by the end of that meeting. After that, the Fed meets again on May 3rd, and there's only a 40% chance of a rate hike by then. It's only at the June 14th meeting that rate hikes become likely. The markets are pricing in a 75% chance of a hike by the end of that meeting. Now, by the end of the year, traders seem to believe the most likely scenario will be that rates will be a half point higher. However, there is a good chance that rates will be another three quarters of a point higher. In general, the markets are predicting a modest rise in interest rates starting about mid-year with two or three-quarter point hikes likely by the end of the year. Teams, altitude confirmed. Bolt for jump to light speed on my go. 
Copy that. Roger, light speed. Is there any other speed? All right, let's take a look at some of the stuff on the docket this week. Of course, headed into the holiday weekend, trading is likely to be a bit lighter than normal, but don't check out too early. There's still some stuff to keep an eye on. Yeah, home sales will be in focus this week. A report is due out on existing home sales. That's a measure of sales of, yeah, you guessed it, previously owned homes. This makes up the bulk of the housing market, by the way. And a report on sales of newly built homes is due out as well. Do I really need to explain what that is? Yeah. Last month, existing home sales unexpectedly rose to their highest rate in 10 years. Now, the National Association of Realtors reported that the figure rose 2% in October to reach an annual rate of 5.6 million units. And that followed a 3.6% rise in the previous month. Economists had expected the figure to moderate a bit. The advance took the figure to its highest rate since February 2007. That was before the financial crisis, of course. Meanwhile, the last month figures showed a drop in new home sales. A report by the U.S. Commerce Department showed that new home sales fell 1.9 percent in October. Economists had predicted a fall, but that decline was a bit more pronounced than they'd expected. Sales fell notably in the Midwest and the Northeast, with a modest decline in the South. Only the West saw gains for the month, with sales there up nearly 9%. Even with the decline compared to the previous month, new home sales were up 17.8% compared to last year. The rate of new home sales reached a multi-year high back in July. However, they lost ground since then, perhaps hurt by the prospect of higher interest rates. And a few big-name earnings announcements are on the agenda this week. General Mills is among the highlights. Earnings at the company are expected to rise about 6% from last year. However, revenue is expected to slip, with analysts predicting a drop of more than 4%. Last quarter, the maker of Cheerios and Haagen-Dazs reported a decline in its profits, although bottom lines still top market expectations. Sales dropped, though, 7% to $3.91 billion. Meanwhile, the owner of Olive Garden and Longhorn Steakhouse will report their earnings this week. Darden Restaurants is expected to report quarterly profits nearly 19% higher than last year. Revenues are projected to edge up 2.5% to a level of $1.65 billion. All right, each week we like to wander off the beaten track a little bit, take a look at some money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Time now for a few of our quick hits. Well, Christmas isn't here, but we're already looking ahead to the next big holiday, Super Bowl Sunday. Website and domain name seller GoDaddy is returning to the Super Bowl with a 30-second ad. Now, the company was a Super Sunday advertising mainstay for over a decade, generating controversy with highly sexualized spots. They sat out last year, though, it was the first time that GoDaddy didn't run an ad in the Super Bowl since 2005. The company, though, announced last week that it will return for 2017. In a statement, GoDaddy said that as part of its Super Bowl campaign, it plans to promote a new, yet-to-be-released product, which begs the question, has anyone seen Danica Patrick lately? All right, well, it looks like free meals may be back in coach soon, for better or for worse. Delta says it's tested complimentary meals in the main cabin on its transcontinental flights. The test period began November 1st and ended on the 15th of December. Delta said the testing of the free meals is part of its focus on continuously looking at ways to enhance the onboard experience for consumers with airline food. Nice strategy. Not sure that goal is fulfilled by feeding cardboard chicken to people trapped for six hours in a giant metal tube, but hey, it's Christmas, so it's the thought that counts, right? Well, speaking of uh, nice thoughts for the holiday, EA Sports has honored a 15-year-old brain cancer survivor and FIFA fan by including him as a star in the latest FIFA 17 video game. How cool is that? The cancer survivor Kenton Doust is a Canadian and Vancouver Whitecaps superfan. The teenager has survived three brain tumors. 
The Vancouver-based Electronic Arts teamed with the Make-A-Wish Foundation to put him in the FIFA 17 game. A player card was even created for Dallas that gives him a 95-player rating. How cool. Universal Studios Japan is building Super Nintendo World, a themed area featuring popular characters and game worlds from Nintendo. This will include, of course, the Super Mario series. The Super Nintendo World will be open in time for the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, and it's expected to cost more than 50 billion yen. That translates to, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, that's more than $400 million. Yeah, there we go. Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan will be the first of Nintendo's planned parks with Universal Parks and Resorts. All right, moving on with the theme park portion of the show, SeaWorld is planning to open a park in the Middle East, and they even did it without any killer whales. The company announced that it'll develop a new SeaWorld park in Abu Dhabi. It'll be the first SeaWorld theme park outside the U.S. and also won't have any orcas, a.k.a. killer whales. Back in March, SeaWorld announced that it would put an end to captive breeding of orcas amidst pressure from animal rights activists. It won't collect marine animals from the wild anymore, and it won't release the mammals to the wild or to confined sea cages. Hey, speaking of whales in foreign countries, Google announced last week that it signed a deal with Cuba's state-run telecom company. The agreement grants Internet users in the country speedy access to YouTube and other Google products. Eric Schmidt, the chairman of Google's parent company, Alphabet, signed the deal in Havana with the head of the state telecom company, which handles all Internet and phone services on the island. The deal provides Google's global cash service to the country. And finally, more proof that the future will be one of no jobs and rampant consumerism. Amazon. (laughs) They always seem to be synonymous with that. They've made their first commercial drone delivery. The event took place earlier this month in England. The drone delivered an Amazon Fire streaming device and popcorn to a customer who was identified only as Richard B. Hmm. The drone made a 13-minute flight from a nearby Amazon warehouse covering about two miles to reach the consumer. The center is custom-built to handle these types of orders. Where's the pilot? I'm the pilot. You? No, it's true. We're the only ones on board. You can understand that thing? And that thing can understand you, too, so watch it. Come on out of there. Hey, thanks, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher and subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review the show. Good ratings help others to discover. It's very helpful. And make sure to tell all your friends. Check out our website at offbeatwallstreet.com. Follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreet, ST like on the street sign. And, of course, a big shout-out to the big BS, Brian Stewart, for script writing and co-producing the podcast. Thanks for shoveling all of these great facts at the end of our driveways that we then have to shovel so we can get our cars out. Thanks a lot, Brian. You're a gem. And a special great thanks to our good friends at RTT News for providing news and stats on the show. For up-to-date info on the markets, check them out at rttnews.com. And as we say goodbye, I have some advice for you young whippersnappers just starting out in your career. No matter what industry you're in, it's always helpful to find a mentor. You need a teacher! I could show you the ways of the Force! Well, maybe just not that guy. Have a great week, everybody. And may the Force be with you. And the Schwartz, too.